Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. J.F. Stratford Paddock, this is the Paddock Podcast. Joining me are two absolute giants of the Manchester United fan base. Mr. Joe Smith. How you doing? Fresh from his many media appearances, but actually putting me in the shade. Too hot, innit? Speaking of shade, I wish there was well, a bit Why of shade. have you got like four layers because on you? Because I've only moron. got one outfit. Are we still going to do that thing where me and you can come dressed as each other? Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, that's going to be so funny. We can't it's wait. Gonna be mint. It's proper hilarious. Yeah. Stuff. Who else just, is here, Jay? Just a, some example of the bants we have eh, in here. Edgy. Oh, uh, talking United fans, we've got Stephen Alston with us. Morning. You all right? I'm all right. You all right? You've been up to? Had a proper family weekend. F- what? Family? Yeah. Whose family? Yeah, some with a similar surname as me. What are they like, your family? Have you got to know them? I don't know. Are you yeah. think, you're thinking of doing that soon, aren't you, Jay? No, I did it in lockdown. It turns out they're all right. It's one of them where I've always just thought it's not worth the risk. Because <laughs> if I don't like them, I can't get another one. So yeah. why find out? Tell me, text him occasionally, all that. Went out to a, a dairy place that makes its own ice cream from the cows it has. Really? Yeah. That's mint, isn't it? Also sells steak, which is less... Whoa. It's all painted like nice and pink and like mm. you can get ice cream. Or medium the, rare is the actual Dulux ch- colour chart called. From, the, ah, from yeah. the cows and all that. Yeah. Lot. And then you're like, what's that in the fridge? That is a hoof. Um, oh, yeah. so they sell their own milk, they sell their own ice cream and obviously they sell the carcasses of their dead animals. Thank God for that. A lovely thought. Has has there been any football or Manchester United? Talking of carcasses of dead animals, City's European (laughs) adventure came to a crashing end, didn't it? Aggressive. Eh? I am aggressive. Okay. Joseph. Nice t-shirt, Jay. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I didn't want to draw attention to it. It's just something I just threw on, actually. Um, Funny about all that talk of, you know, the trebling. Does the League Cup count as the trebling? It doesn't matter now, does it, eh? Remember nope. all that quadruple talk? <laughs> yeah. They've talked about that every year for about seven years. They basically Arsenal, but slightly better. Right. Let me just throw some numbers at you because we all like numbers. Pep Guardiola, I believe you have to say the greatest manager that's ever lived, trademarked. Like, that's something people put in as a moniker alongside his name. Go on then. He spent £834 million, right? And the money's one thing, Jay, but it's more the fact that he got 25 first-team players on top of having De Bruyne, Sterling, uh, company, Yaya Toure, Aguero, David Silva, etc. Um, to what was already a title-winning squad, £834 million plus 25 first-team players. You can only play 11 last time I checked. As well as having the most expensive youth academy that the world has ever seen. Um, he, and he has achieved what Manuel Pellegrini did. Mm. I mean, 
it's weird, isn't it, with Pep? I mean, what makes me laugh with all the City fans as well and some of these City pundits who, you know, are, are practically fanzine writers rather than journalists. Hi, Brennan. Yeah, not mentioning any names. I will. Um, <laughs> but is the, how, the sort of mental gymnastics they're doing not to just say, Pep fucked up. Mm. Pep he, got his tactics in Europe You can say this. Yet again. Because it's obvious he did, even to a layman like me. Mm. He can't get out of his... Right, is, is, do I think he's a genius? I don't know about a genius. Do I think he's a good football coach? Always. He's got some things that all of us could learn about football. Um, obviously, part of the Cruyffian sort of lineage, if you like, in terms of how football should be played. Just, just, just quickly dropping Cruyffian in, like we've, all, we've all understood that. Right. As a a pol- a really post Cruyffian, well, if you, you want to get into yes. it. Would you say you founded the sort of the Housonian sort of movement of, of YouTube stars? Yeah, which is you know, I, I merged the Bielsian yeah. and Cruyffian lineage to the Housonian. Uh, this is very much a Saturday League style manager. Yeah, it's like amateur nonsense version. Yeah, yeah. Very good. But Guardiola, Guardiolistas would say he is the the quintessential post Cruyffian. Fantastic word. That was like some good wordage. I like that wordage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But whenever you mention Cruyffian, I just think of the <laughs> 1991 European Cup. Anyway, you know I mean? so I mean, he's clearly a very good coach. Clearly got some fantastic innovations, resurrected the WM formation of the fucking Busby era, which I have got a lot of time for, despite him being a city manager. I think there's there's so much a lot of people could learn from him. But when it comes to these real crunch games, semi-finals especially for some reason, and that doesn't really get brought up that much, and clearly finals, he can't seemingly get out of his own way because that Manchester City team, if you just went, lads, you know what you're doing. Mm. I think you'd probably get a result out of that City team, but going, fuck it, no centre-forward, fuck it, no defensive midfielders. It's almost like he felt the need to prove his genius by winning it in a mad way rather Mm. than just winning it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, instead of doing the thing that, you know, we know you can do, he wanted to do it in a way that we didn't think he could do it. So rather than just winning it, we wanted him to go, wow. Yeah, Look well, how we won it. Like, I know obviously Chelsea and Tottenham aren't the same team and Chelsea are much better and they've just got a history of beating City quite recently. So maybe he thought, I need to do something different to what we did in the league, uh, sorry, the FA Cup when we lost to them. I can see that. But then you think, well, that doesn't explain why he did it against Leon <laughs> and why he did it, uh, it Monaco like, look well, at, against look at, Monaco as look well. Look at who's, who's not City out of the Champions League. I know it's not a final's different, but Chelsea, Leon. The Scousers, Spurs. Now, he's had the better 11 players at his disposal in all of those games. And you also, you know, this season, I actually thought that, pardon the expression, but their name was on the trophy because of mm. the run they had, yeah. where they played like Borussia Munch and Gladbach. But I checked, Jay, and it fucking in. It ain't. You're right. <laughs> and it's never been on there. Uh, Dortmund without Sancho. Mm. Uh, PSG without Mbappe, who played one game, but he was a shadow of himself, and I yeah. don't think he played the other one. And then you get... Chelsea were 19 points below you in the ta- in the table in the final. Who were, who were also in a bad run of form. Yeah. Who just I think they only won one of their last three yeah. league matches. Do you know what I mean? Like. They were in all sorts of trouble. Chelsea. And it two wasn't week, a, two weeks out. I was certain Chelsea were winning. Well, they, it, was it Villa? They had to beat and they, they, like to, to to make sure the top four. Yeah. They couldn't. And they lost. And it, yeah. But the fact and, it went down to the last day. Leicester in the FA Cup final. Mayhem. So this isn't Chelsea team on top four. But so you think this is all sort of the stars are aligning for him, and he still can't do it. He still can't get out of his way. And like you know when he got beat off Liverpool. You know, everyone, they were the favourite. Spurs, mm. come on. Leon. Monaco. Monaco, yeah, that's what I mean. And it's like, for whatever trend, reason, it's, it's just like can't He do has it. to overthink it. I think that's yeah. the only word for it. It's, I know it's, it's quite reductionist, but it is the only 
the only thing I can think of is he overthinks this shit coming into these things. You know, like with Leicester when he won the league, I think one thing that worked in Ranieri's favour was he didn't have the players to tinker. Yeah. So he was like, because he's missed the tinker man, innit? And it was like, you've got 14 players that are a decent standard. You can't mess about with that because yeah, you haven't got the place to do it. What did they 4-4-2 on the counter-attack, try and get it to Jamie Vardy. Okay. If he'd have had a budget, he probably yeah. would have messed it up. Morris, Kante, yeah. Vardy. Don't get injured and we'll win the league. Yeah. That was it. That was his, his, his tactics for yeah. the season. And and you, in fairness to Pep, I think that's only like the second ever final he's lost. So it's not like he does this all the time. But he hasn't got to a Champions League final since 2011 until, you know, two days ago, yeah. three days ago. And then when he does get there, it follows a string of times when, like we've mentioned before, he's overthought it and, and changed things. Like, I know that they've kind of, it's unfair to say got by because they've won the league. That's not getting by. That's a very successful season. But by their standards in terms of points, it wasn't so good. They had a really, really bad start to the season. And they've done that without really having a main striker all year because Aguero's finished and he doesn't like Gabriel Jesus. But then not having a striker is, is something you have to kind of overcome and they've been good at doing that. But then not having a defensive midfield as well, just playing seven number eights going forward, it just doesn't make any sense. Like the biggest, one of the biggest foundations that City have, have, have worked on under Pep and even before that was Fernandinho or other doing the Fernandinho role and sometimes both. Sometimes it's Fernandinho and Rodri in those big games. Because like the, the goal that they scored, it was a great run from Werner to take the, the man out of the way. But oh the, the space in the middle that he could pass through, where's your, where's your midfield? Do you people no go, one there. We, we're trying to compete with, um, with both Chelsea and Manchester City in terms of everything like that. Let's look at the squad depth for a minute, right? Okay, so he's not having Fernandinho today. Right, cool. He's going to play Rodri. Rodri, Mint. Yeah, he's not going to play either of them. He's going to play... What about Gundogan? Like, you, he could have played... A, he could have played a Trivote, actually, which is three defensive midfielders. Obviously. So, yeah, they've got plenty of players. Well, just, the, it's the, just a bit... On the flip side of that, a lot of people looking at the appointment of Tuchel, a lot of the Oli out brigade looking at it as, as an example of almost a stick to beat Oli with. Here's a manager who came in, won the Champions League. Oh, I know I'm not saying that. Yo. I'm just saying, you know, that that's the... Any, any, mm. any win... Of any that was sort of magnitude is automatically used as a stick to beat Ole Gunnar Solskjaer with. But it's a fair point just to have the conversation yeah. around. That was my worry about yeah. Chelsea winning it. Yeah. Because it was it was absolutely stuck between a rock and a hard place with who, do, as a United fan, do you want to win this? Obviously, City have never won a European Cup. Oh, it so wasn't a difficult one for me. No, no, no I'm not no, saying it was difficult. Hard, I'm not saying it was difficult. But for me, it was stuck between a rock and a hard place because... You don't want City to have ever won anything. Obviously, that makes more sense. League Cup double, we don't want that. But then Chelsea, there's obviously the downsides with that too. They're only one behind us now. They've won the same amount of joke, Champions the Leagues. They've won it's the same amount of Champions Leagues as us. Yeah. Obviously, that's you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's an older okay, competition yeah. than that. But also, they've got a new manager that replaced their Ole manager in Lampard. They were co constantly yeah. tied at the hip like conjoined twins, Ollie and Lampard. But They're the same nonsense. person almost. No, but I know it was. It was nonsense. But um, this no, is what you're right. And yeah, the media yeah, did. In, in the media did try and paint Club it like legend, that. not particularly experienced in the Premier League, gets to manage two of the biggest clubs. Well, Ole won because he outlasted Lampard. Well, now the proof, or the proof for the people who want it to be the proof, is we should get rid of Lamp uh, Ole because they got rid of Lampard and now look at them. Yeah. That's the, the problem, problem with, with Chelsea with, winning it. With that is, Chelsea are in the, the Real Madrid model of one new coach every nine months, right? That's their game. That's what they like to do. One new coach. I think it's like 10 months on average right. is how long a manager lasts at both Chelsea and Real Madrid. Now, the, the, the reason that those clubs are successful is not because they keep appointing really, really good managers, although in some cases 
It is. The reason that those teams are successful is they've got banging players. Mm. You know, the, when Ancelotti came, look at the 11 he was playing. You know, this, they fell out with this manager, you bring this manager in. Oh, look, he wins a league. Sweet, mm. get rid of him. Bring another one in. Conte won. Is Conte a good manager? Yeah, they still sacked him. Like, mm. they could have kept one manager and had the same level of success that they've had because mm. the team has been that good. Chelsea outspent the whole of Europe last summer. Joe came second. Manchester City. Is it a coincidence that that's the Champions League final? Mm. Probably a little bit of a coincidence that it's the Champions League final. But these are the two squads with unbelievable depth. So, you know, we can't give Bruno a night off mm. because he's the only person that can fulfil that role. Chelsea have got Mount. They have got Havertz. Basically the same position. Mm -hmm. We can rest these guys and come the end and of the final. And they've got ZH as well if they need him. They've also got ZH. You know, you've got... I think if you went just straight 11 v 11, United and Chelsea... I think they may be just about edge it on any given day, but it's very, very even. Yeah. The squad depth, though. The yeah. fact that they've got people like Kovacic yeah. that you can just wheel out. We don't have that. No. They've also got one of the best midfielders in the world. Let's be honest. Of the, of the past one of, 20 years. One of the yeah. best defensive midfielders. I mean, Mason Mount's brilliant. I think you're <laughs> yeah. absolutely One right. of the best defensive midfielders of all time. Yeah, he if, is. If you put in like Makaleli yeah. in that list, you put in, you know, SEN, you put yeah. in, you know, Chelsea Look players. Look at his honours. Kante may, is one of the greatest defensive he midfielders is. ever. There's no point in being silly about it. The guys no. won the World Cup, yeah. the Champions League, the Premier League with Leicester, went to Chelsea and won it again. Yeah. He's gifted. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's the Cantona of that yeah, defensive midfield. He is. And it's like, if you literally took him, that. do you remember when he was linked with us? If you just took him out of their team and put him into ours, all of a sudden we're challenging yeah. in a big way for the top honours because he's that good and he's exactly what we're oh, missing. Oh, you'd put him in that City team Saturday night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. All day long. All day long. How mad's that? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he just, he's, really he's just effortlessly brilliant at his job. Well, I would say he does put a lot of effort in. He's maybe an effortful person. Yeah, he actually. just makes it look easy, he doesn't he? He makes it look but, easy, but he's putting a lot of fucking effort in. And he's, for me, the, the sort of, the most astounding attribute of his, he's a completely likeable Chelsea player. Yeah. I've never seen that before, I don't think. No. One man I'm, I'm a bit too young to remember Ray Wilkins. So, yeah. as a player. He's so, a United player. Yeah, one matter, sorry, yeah. yeah. One matter, but Ray even Wilkins then... Ray Wilkins is an ex-United player, well, not a Chelsea One player. matter, right, yeah. Okay, yeah, Chelsea usually base their team around dickheads, don't they? Yeah, Whether, but yeah. Kante is just, he's that guy, done it for France, done it for Leicester, done it for Chelsea. Yeah. And it just makes me sad that we haven't got someone, not as good as that, but almost of that ilk. Yeah. Because we have to play two players in that role who aren't, Together as good yeah. as him because they, you know, with Jorginho in there as well. Obviously, he he Get does another one. Yeah, he does the the, the sort of Carrick role almost. Yeah. and then you got Kante who just it does feel a little up. bit like almost Carrick and Argreaves ish. They've got six midfielders of the Pogba Bruno level. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Not of the Bruno level. No. I oh, think maybe not. No. Bruno, kind of Bruno's no, like his numbers need Kante to be respected. Is. Kante's yeah. Bruno. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm talking just like in terms of ability, not in terms of like. Numbers. Well, I mean, Kai Havertz, when he came from Bundesliga, that was Bruno numbers. Mm. Yeah. Just the way this season's gone for him is not that. Mason Mount's numbers are fucking good numbers, you know? They're not quite Bruno, but they're not I think off. I think it's really weird with Mason Mount, how he's so sort of almost just criticised and almost ridiculed. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Mason Mount, but the guy's mint. Yeah. <laughs> it's now just people like, are coming around to Yeah, him. it's like, I don't get... And I think Which is annoying to as say. As we like, like to do in this country. That, yeah, yeah, that's the teams there. I just brought up the, the Champions League final So look team. at the bench. Kepper, £90 million goalkeeper. Yeah. You know, Caballero, whatever. Yeah. Alonso, Kurt Zuma. Yeah. 
Pulisic. Didn't they spend yeah. like a frightening amount of yeah, money on him? Yeah, yeah. Hudson Odoi, Ziyech, Kovacic, Giroud. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That is. I mean, depth. don't forget, Sammy Abraham didn't even get on the bench. Yeah. yeah. That's quality that because I know he's not a he's like a world class, but he's a very good striker. Yeah, he's and for him striker. not to even make your bench, so, so like you take City's bench, go through now. City's bench first right. before oh we carry on. Yeah, go on. City's, go bench. City's bench. I mean, Zach Stefan, Scott Carson, right? Nathan Ake, big signing in the summer. Laporte, who was the second coming of you know Yap Stam not so long the ago, the best centre back in the yeah. league last season. Mendy, a sixty million pound left back. Uh, Cancelo, a Actually, fifty-five million. That pound. as a defence is a two hundred million pound yeah. defence. Cancelo, Mendy, Laporte, Ake. On the bench. Eric yeah. Garcia, Rodri, Fernandinho. Why he didn't start all, baffles me. Also up there with one of the best defensive yeah, yeah, of is. all time. One the of the best signings of the last 10 years yeah. for anyone. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, Sergio Aguero. I think he scored a few goals. Ferran Torres. Right, so the good, again, the, the prior, I mean, let's not add it all up, but Aguero, 45 million. We all know who Aguero is. Jesus, 30 million. Rodri, what was he, 45, 50 yeah. million? Like, there's about 500 million. I mean, even there, the Cancelo, Mendy. It's the fact that... Like, you can pay as much right. for a, just, a Fred as you can Aguero. It's the fact of the level of play they brought in. The like, number of no them. one talks about how much we spent for Cavani. It's the fact that we got fucking Cavani. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what we spend. Yeah. Get me them players. Yeah, yeah. Get me them players. The, the, like, they got some free transfers. The, the thing is, as well, with, with, with City on this front, and I know I will just talk about this briefly and move on because we've spent far too much time on it, but Aguero's going. Fernandinho's 35. I mean, and they had an easy run. Mm. This may well be their best chance that they, they get in a long time. Do you know what, though, Jay? I'm not going to be on camera saying that because I think that Jack Grealish and Harry Kane are probably nah. getting announced in about three days. All right. And then... And if not, goes. maybe at home. And also, and also, it pains me to say it, but Phil Foden might be the real deal. And if mm. he is... Okay, but on that, the guy's played about 20 games in two years. And I think freshness is real. Yeah. Right. I think some players have just been ground down over the last couple of years yeah. with lockdowns, um, playing through pandemics and injuries and stuff like that. You know, Marcus is an obvious one, but he ain't on his own. You know, Harry Maguire has mm -hmm. been just played every available minute that there's been. Uh, right, while we're here, uh, I do want to address something that I said on the watch along uh, on, on Wednesday during the final. Uh, I made a joke, which I thought was quite an obvious joke, um, Turns out not everyone got the joke. Not everyone understood what I was trying to get at. And it was a poor joke on reflection. Uh, I regret it. And I would like to apologise to anyone that did offend with that joke. Everyone who knows me or has followed me for five minutes, I would hope, knows that's not what I'm about. Uh, I don't like any sort of form of prejudice at all. Um, so I regret it and I apologise for it. And um, you know, certainly won't be doing anything along those lines again. No, me and you had a chat about this today because I've not seen you since... Um, since the watch along, I wasn't here when, when that happened. And, you know, from our conversations, I could see you regretted and I understand why you did. You know, I know language is important. And I've had these conversations with mates over the years about certain things you say, jokes and things like that. And you go, hang on a minute, that's that's not okay. Um, and there'll be an element out there who, no matter what you say, won't accept it. But I think it's important we address it. I think it's important as, as a channel, we have that responsibility of what we put out on here and what we say. You know, those words matter. And I'm glad you've addressed it. And I know from our conversations, you know, you give a shit. You do. Do you know what I mean? That's what you're about. Um, and I'm like I say, you know, I think we can all learn from this and I think we should all move forward and just remember the sort of responsibilities we've got as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we've, we've, we've addressed that. And, and, you know, like you said, you've talked about your regret for saying what you said and it was the first opportunity we had to, to address the matter. And I think we need to do that as a channel and I'm glad we have. Uh, well, you mentioned Marcus Rashford earlier. 
we're talking about players getting ground down, players having that freshness, players having that sort of, I don't know, devil may careness that you have when you're a youngster. Mm. Marcus had that, then he became this sort of almost seasoned pro and the player we rely on. For the Europa League final, he looked knackered. Mm. He did. We know he's been waiting for this operation until after the Euros. The squad's not been announced. The, prov- the provisional squad's not has been announced. He's in it. It's 33 players. Got to go down to 26. The likelihood is he's going to be in that 26. I wish he wasn't. And I mean that. I love Marcus Rashford. Mm. And I know if he was watching this, he'd probably disagree because he loves playing for his country and I get all that. But he needs a break. He needs a proper break. He needs yeah. to have this operation now and go and sit on a beach for a few weeks, not carry the nation's hopes no. and then go and have an operation and then he'll have three days and then back in pre-season for Manchester United. Oh, you mean exactly like he's gonna? Yeah, but it's not even like, it's not even a United fan don't care about England thing. It's, it's literally a care about this player whose career is may over the next 18 months go one way or another in terms of how many he might he might play 400 games in his career or he might play 700 yeah. and that could be the difference bet, you know between recovering this summer and not because there's a lot of players who you know they play most seasons they'll get you 20 30 appearances but if he wants to be someone that is a, a real and I'm, i know he's on the way to being that anyway but a real legend for man united who plays all, uh, most of the games who gets loads of goals who gets loads of assists who can carry us to trophies he can't be carrying injuries for his whole career and for the last two years or so he has been at some point I know there's little nicks and niggles and bits here and there that you have to play through but you can't have surgery needing injuries throughout your whole career and he, like I said not get for the last two years he's, he, he kind of has been whether it's his ankle or his shoulder or whatever his other problem is, is with his back. leg at the moment his back like the, oh, at some back. point this needs fixing otherwise we're going to see put more and more performances like we did in the cup final from him because physically you can't keep doing that forever I had a thought Johnny said 700 appearances started doing maths go on and I was like that's 10 years of playing 70 games I was like that's a lot that's 20 years of playing 35 games that's still a lot yeah I was like fucking hell I mean Marcus Rashford could approach record breaking numbers Chucky said he sees him playing in midfield one day and he worked with him as a kid. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that's just what mm. he said. He said, you know, I mean, would you have thought Ryan Giggs was going to end up playing in centre midfield? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. And so stranger things have happened. Too young to remember. Ryan Giggs, for me, I would say, was like a Zaha-style winger. Yeah. Dead jinky. Yeah. Like, constantly on the chop, change, very fast direction change, always on the last man. And for him to become a cultured number eight yeah. was... He might as well have played in net because that was how alien it yeah. was going to have been. Yeah, someone like Juan Mata with his touch and his vision and his composure, yeah, you yeah. think that makes sense. Giggs was like knock it and sprint kind of player. Not, not yeah. more than it, that, obviously. It was always that argument. If he loses his pace, he's gone in. Exactly. And he, really? he made one of the best transitions yeah. that anyone's uh, uh, done. But, but back to Rashford then. Do you think there's a chance that he doesn't go to the Euros? I, Whether I mean, it's up I'll, to him I'll, or up to Southgate? I'll be left with egg on my face. But I don't think there is. I think Southgate picks him. I think yeah. I think Southgate rates him. And I think Southgate needs him or feels he needs him in this tournament to have a chance of winning it. I think he does. And he's probably right in that sense. But for, from a United point of view, from someone that absolutely adores Marcus Rashford and cares about him, I'd love to see him not go. Because I think for long term, for the reasons you've mentioned, it's probably better that he doesn't. How many players' careers have you seen? Most players' careers, if they don't fulfil the potential that they've shown, is usually because of injuries. In it, yeah, usually, and it's or they haven't looked after themselves, which sometimes coincides with injuries. Now, 
knowing Marcus and knowing what he's like and, and knowing how dedicated he is, looking after himself isn't something you're going to throw at him at all. The guy has his own chef. The guy has a physio which comes around to his house all the time. Um, he wants to stop mucking about with these phone calls to ex-presidents, though. Eh? <laughs> Why is he not out on the piss like normal footballers? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Can't you get caught like, smoking a cigarette on holiday at some point? Do like, you know what I mean? Chatting to Barack Obama. Being disgraceful. Doing, like, doing like yoga and things like that. Things that are, are very good, but you know, I, I even put him onto stem cells and said, look into this because this is the cutting edge of technology at the moment. It's almost a miracle how it works, some of it. But, you know, it's, it looks like putting it off and... and the thing interest. is, as well, the, sort of the, the obvious ones to compare where well, you look at a player who just was sort of at his peak by 20 and almost done by 22, he's Owen. Michael Owen. Now, you may criticise Michael Owen for a lot of things, but he wasn't like a, a Jack the Lad. He, no. he, he was football and that was it. He was it, a bit it? of a boring footballer. Yeah, he was boring, but, but he was only. just about football. But yeah. it was the injuries that did for him. Yeah. And that wasn't anything to do with his lifestyle or anything like that. He was probably the consummate professional. It was just the injuries did for him. Now, I think Marcus has got more to his all-round game than Michael Owen had. Once Michael Owen got them injuries, lost his pace, he was never quite the same player. But with Marcus Rashford, there's always that fear that something like that could happen. Do you know what I mean? I mean, this is going to sound so crazy and people are going to hammer me Here in the comments go. for this. Can't wait for this. But I will say just it anyway. Put him on solo, thank you. I will say oh, it anyway. Oh. And... And, and I'll take the beats when they come. Alan Shearer was better at Blackburn than he ever was at Newcastle. How dare you? Because he had one or two injuries and he, he lost a little bit, not a lot, because he still banged him in. But if you look at him at Blackburn, he was a better player. Mm. He was. And he had a, quite a few injuries, Alan Shearer, and he was still fantastic, scored loads of goals. But it just took a little bit out of him. Now, no, not I don't think that's crazy, you know. His, yeah. his record at Blackburn yeah. was terrifying. His record yeah. at... Newcastle was very good. Yeah, and, it, and yet he was at his peak at Newcastle in terms of his age and everything. I think it just took a little bit out of him. Mm. And I think with Marcus, and Ma Alan Shearer was obviously built for an old-fashioned type of strike, so he could handle a few more injuries than a tricky type of attacking player like Marcus is. So I think Marcus loses that. There's, my biggest fear almost is that he's still just about good enough. Mm. And he's still got to watch Marcus Rashford getting pelters and people going, uh, and he gets you sort of those double figures consistently for the rest of his career, but doesn't go to the heights that we know a player of his talent can do. And I think that's one of the things, and it links back to this, with Wayne Rooney about people talking about his potential. That is like Marcus Rashford, not quite maybe the Wayne Rooney levels, but he is that kind of one step below the best in the world potential, I think, for him. I yeah. think he, world-class, certainly, and maybe he's not going to reach the sort of Ronaldo, Messi... Mbappe kind oh, of numbers, I mean, you know but there's no fuck, no shame in that, is there? Because he's not on that level. No, not yet. But I mean, that's the few, that's who people are looking at for uh, Ballon d'Ors over the next few years. He might win a Ballon d'Or. Yeah, he's not getting to that. No, level. he's never going to be their level. But what I mean is, in terms of talking about who is the best player in the world, maybe it won't be Rashford, but he's certainly capable of being a 20, 20 plus fifteen, twenty he plus goals, fifteen plus assists. Yeah, easily. But that's the thing that, like you said, with injuries. It doesn't take that much to go wrong because at the minute it's bits here and there. It's a, a long, you know, it's a, a niggling shoulder injury. It's this ankle injury that seems to recur. It's a back injury. But if you add to that, and this is when it really went downhill for, for Owen, a cruciate knee ligament injury, mm. then that's when it, it really became irreparable for Owen, when he did his knee. Because 
at that point, you've got one that needs to be monitored through your whole career anyway, plus all of the other little ones that you never let heal. And there's a psychological and, thing exactly. there. Exactly. So mean, that's my worst. And he went, he went, was it the World Cup he went to when he was knackered and yeah. did it in the World Cup? Yeah. collapsed. Do you know who um, I reckon Marcus needs? Was it 2006 that? I think so, yeah. I think it was, yeah. Do you know I reckon Marcus needs to speak to who's Norman Whiteside? Why? Well, why? Well, what, what can injuries do? Yeah. Because I reckon if you'd have... When did he get injured? It was like 84, 85, he started to really start racking them up, on it? I reckon if you'd have spoke to people around that time, around him going to the World Cup as the youngest player, the youngest goal scorer in this, or the youngest, 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 his mm. little his story, how good's Norman Whiteside going to be? People would have told you... You know, Reds of a certain vintage ago. Do you remember Roy Keane? Catola, one of them. Mm. That's what Norman Whiteside was. You know, he was an all-action, box-to-box, goal-scoring midfielder. He'll do anything. He'll fight you. He'll kick you. He'll fray, spray balls over the top. He'll score fucking 20-yard volleys. He does everything. And then he loses... Was it his cartilage he had to have completely Yeah, basically had no cartilage in his knees. Or something. That's Ridiculous. Work, is it? No. And, like, he was done at 27. I know. So, you know what I mean? Like you say, the youngest broke Pele's record in the World Cup. Um, I love the story. Like, I did a thing with Norman Whiteside once, at a Q&A, and he sent me a list of his achievements. And one that he said, youngest player ever to play in the World Cup. And next line said, youngest player ever to be booked in the World Cup. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> youngest player ever to take his boots off on the turf in the World Cup. I just thought the fact that like, he got butts like, in his first appearance in the World Cup, whatever, just summed him up. But, um, yeah... And scored. Yeah, as, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just... <laughs> It is tragic because, as well, you know, he missed out on so many things and, and so many trophies. And I think he got, he's, you know, he got his biggest pay packet with Norman Whiteside his Everton. one season in Everton. And it's sad. And I think Marcus is obviously set for life in certain ways, but we want to see him have that long career. Mm. And these little decisions here and there could add up to it against that. And the other side of it is, is maybe Marcus Rashford's body is going to be one that gets injured a lot through his career. Maybe he doesn't quite have the sort of physical prowess and phenomenal you know ability that someone like Cristiano Ronaldo has who has just been I know he's had injuries here and there but essentially playing every game for every team for 15 years in a row maybe he doesn't quite have that durability Can we just talk about how ridiculous he is he's incredible a, just as an athlete he's 37 next year and he's, he's, still, like getting a, he's still getting a goal a game for uh, for Juventus. Can but we may, can we sit here and fantasize about him coming back? We like, can do it. We can do that for a different video. Maybe save that for another video because <laughs> actually we'll, say, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, but maybe Rashford will always have some injuries. Maybe that's just what his body's like. But you've got to give yourself time to rest when you can because I mean, otherwise, what what chance right. do you have? I'm just looking at the stats. He's played 271 games already for Manchester. Oh, he's not. But again, Which, he's playing with injuries. Yeah. But but you know, maybe some players just have to play with injuries more than other yeah. players. I don't know. But you just worry that when you play such a high proportion of your games with injuries, what effect does that Robbo, have on the next five years? Genuinely world class. Did Robbo shave off years at the top because of playing with injuries? I saw a good debate on the socials the other day going on about Robbo and how good he was and the fact that. What didn't help Robbo as well was some of the players he had to play alongside. He was almost carrying a, the Manchester United team. It sounds alien to people, but you talk about Bruno carrying us. Bruno's got Paul Pogba near him. Mm-hmm. He's got Marcus Rashford there. He's got Harry Maguire behind him. Cavani. He's got Cavani in front of him. He's got world-class players all there or thereabouts around him. Robbo, for a period, not always, but for a period, had bang average players around him. And so that's why United was 17th when Fergie came in. Atkinson's United. McGrath. Whiteside, yeah. even Strachan, Stapleton, yeah. some fucking legendary yeah, names yeah, in there. Of course. Um, but then 
that sort of first run through of well, got like Peter Davenport, hell, yeah. Graham Hogg. Do you know what I mean? Like Neil Webbs. You're looking at it and you're going, hmm. And then you've in the middle of all this, Wonder you've why we got in the league. Yeah, you've got <laughs> one of the greatest footballers of all time, mm. literally, in the middle of this Pub team. Yeah. It's been yeah, real. Yeah. So in more ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To round that out then. Marcus Rashford, if you're him yes. or you're someone in, you know, his, his agent or his brother or whoever, are you saying to him, we don't think you should go to the Euros? If you're him, are you going to the Euros and, and take this summer off and do that? I think he's going to be desperate to go. Yeah. He's, he'll know as well. For all the reasons we've said for him not to go, probably reasons in here that he needs to go. Yeah. If that makes any sort of sense, because it's like, this may be the best chance yeah. to play. In a, Who knows know, where I'll Wayne Rooney in, two, in 2008... You know, the Champions League final had English players in every single position except goalkeeper, and we didn't qualify. So you don't know with tournaments. Wayne Rooney didn't score a World Cup goal until his last appearance in a World Cup finals. You just don't know how it's going to pan out. So if you're a youngster, well, young, you know, 23, I think he is, you're not going to take it for granted and go, I'll go to the next one. No. Fuck that. Because also, he wasn't a guaranteed first team starter in the last World Cup. No. He, he was he just now. on the edge. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's like, there's, there's a lot of options there for Gareth Southgate yeah. and attack. You know, Sterling, Kane. Grealish. Uh, Grealish. Uh, Foden plays on Foden, the left. Yeah, Foden. So Marcus, you know, he's got to fight for his place. Is he going to say, I'll sit this one out? He sits out, Foden bags a load of goals and then might never get back in. You're in his shadow I, for I the 10 years. The, the England thing, uh, as, and it always has been, has been a little bit political. And it's got a little bit of fan favourites and all the rest of it and flavour of the monthism. Yeah. About it. I don't know if that's an ism, but. You're liking your uh, Oichen, what was the other one? Croyfianism. Croyfianism. Guardiolian. Guardiolian. Guardiolistas. Guardiolistas. Sorry. Soz. Soz, lad. Soz. So if you're Rashford, you're going, aren't you? Let's be honest. If you're Rashford, you're going. You're forcing through that injury. I think that there's a certain bit of it's a moving train, and if you don't get on it, it's gone. Yeah. Like, you know, like you said, Foden comes in as a good game. Fucking later. In in the, the nation's mind, that's you out of the picture. On the flip side to this then, while we're on England, Mason Greenwood. Mm. We'd probably all take him, I think, if it was up to us, because we've seen him, we know what he can do, I'm guessing. If I was England manager, I'd be trying to take Bruno. I think he's well good. Mm. He's yeah, good. he's decent. Him. Yeah, That sounds like a Harry Redknapp move, doesn't it? <laughs> Remember, he did an article on Wes Morgan. Why is Wes Morgan not playing for England? It's a disgrace. He's got 38 caps for Jamaica, Harry. Captain. And we've already printed that article. That's no excuse. No yeah. one better, though, either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll leave it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Genesis, Go on, then. About Mason Greenwood. Uh, Mason Greenwood. Whilst Marcus Rashford is, a, you know, was one that, while well, he probably would like him to sit out, he, he's, he's going to end up going. I can see Mason missing out. Fuck that. Listen to this. Who's the scapegoat? This is a better game because the, there has not been an international tournament without a scapegoat. Who was who was last one? Who's the World Cup? Still, good point, well made. Yeah, uh, Kane. No, Kane no, but there wasn't one because wasn't, uh, generally uh, speaking, people were happy with the yeah, performance. There wasn't. They? It's like it's like ninety ninety. You probably won't remember this a lot because you because I didn't exist. It's, it's hard to remember something like that. that my brain wasn't in. This existence is what's the matter with you, Johnny? Come lately, is you're not born, so you can't watch the games. You just take the piss. You know, I remember all the times when we didn't win the league and all that in Division Fraud. 1. Uh, disgusting. Yeah. Um, but I, like me, me and Steve remember it. And there wasn't a sort of... I remember about three seconds. Well, because we got to the semis, even the likes of Stuart Pearce and Chris Waddle who missed penalties, mm. weren't hammered. Gareth Southgate in 96 wasn't quite as hammered as 
you'd expect because we got to the semis and yeah. it's like that's a success for England. So if you do well, you tend to get away with it. But you know, if you go back to Euros 2002, Phil Neville gives away a penalty. World Cup. 2000, sorry, 2000, Phil Neville gives a penalty. Euros. Yeah, in Euros, yeah. yeah. Um, 98, some kid called David something, I can't remember. I mean, he, he got he, a, he, David, he, and then t- World Cup 2002, he, David Seaman for letting that ball go over his head. I that remember was him being scapegoated. Do you not? And David Beckham got done loads for for running over the ball, stopping it on the line, and they counterattacked and scored. Remember, remember that? that? Yeah. Remember that. Um, that? Those two got battered the, for that. Do you remember the 2006 World Cup? Ronaldo, yeah. Yeah. who was playing against us. Do you know why? Because Rooney was injured going into it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And the nation or the press had put so much on Wayne Rooney coming yeah. back that they couldn't then call him a scapegoat. Listen, Ronaldo didn't stamp on Carvalho's bollocks. No. And also, the reason Ronaldo a, could be scapegoated is because he's a United player. Yeah. Because that's a big enough story for English readers yeah. that, well, he's a United player, so let's hate Joey him. Joey winked. What the fuck? Do you know yeah. what? I, time, this I is a, like, what the this is a good mean? point, though, this, right? In 2006, mm. if you'd have given a choice to a lot of United fans, Rooney or Ronaldo, how many of them would reckon have said Ronaldo? Four. Everyone would have been backing Rooney, wouldn't they? Yeah. Because yeah. at that time, it was like, Rooney's going to be the next Ronaldo, Ronaldo hadn't done anything. Mark. He was Ronaldo was... Not quite. No, he wasn't Dan James, but he was. He wasn't even Mason Greenwood. No, he was no. like it was. He was this obviously talented, fucking show pony. That's a bit of a twat. It was that season, oh six, oh seven, where he went fucking. Because there was a lot of articles, weren't there, going Fergie needs to cut him loose. Fergie needs to move on. Fergie needs to forget about the Ronaldo thing. It's not happening. And then from the next three years, Ronaldo won a title every year and the Champions League and got to another Champions League final as well. What a Ballon d'Or. So who is going to be the, who is right. be the scapegoat okay. this time then for England? Because... Bruno. <laughs> what if we play him? Dive, dive in a quarterfinal oh, against England. Penalty. Do the fucking hop, skip, a rooper. Penalty. Yeah. Win 1-0. You think Bruno? Um, it very much in the Ronaldo mould yeah. as well, isn't it? Portuguese. And then United win the league next year. Oosh, <laughs> oosh, oosh. If it's, if it's to be an England player, <laughs> we've seen Sterling be it in the past. I think we've still been a bit scared. I think they're the ready. If Kane moves to City, I think they're ready to make Kane a scapegoat because he's not at a London club no more. I could see he's that. He's gone for the money, money-grabbing yeah. bastard. Yeah. Look at yeah. him. He's pulled out some boots that I've got his free golden boots on. That's sad, by the way. Um, <laughs> he, he could be shit again and cost England. They're not going to do Jordan Henderson because they like him. They co- it could be like an Eric Dyer situation. When he starts playing more games than he should because Maguire don't get back in time and Dyer's just shit and he costs him the game. Well, Dyer's not gone, has he? Is he not? No, I don't think he's in the provisional squad. Centre-half's pretty weak. Yeah. So it could be a centre-half. It could be Stones or something like that. Yeah, it could Stones be Stones. Tell you, it could be, you know. And this would make, this makes sense to me. Oh, here we go. Because he's coming to United, Jaden Sancho. Southgate, Southgate brings him shout. on instead that of Sterling or instead of Foden or someone like that that the, 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 the paper's like now. Sancho fucks it up, misses a chance. He's the scapegoat as he moves to United. Right the, the whole comments, nation hates him. Who's your scapegoat? Give me your story. I want your full story. I don't just want a name. Yeah. Put some fucking effort in for once. I want a story. Why is this your scapegoat? Yeah. Who is getting blamed when England don't win the Euros? I'm going Bruno. You're going Bruno. I'm going Sancho. Who are you going? <sighs> Kane's a good outside shout though because he seems so untouchable at the minute. But and he's also the captain. Yeah. All and I think is... there's a lot of like fallen angel potential yeah. with Kane. I think Jesse might have a shout. I just think that... He ain't going. He is. No. Southgate loves Jesse Lingard. No. Southgate's in his job because of Jesse Lingard. Yeah, but I don't think... I, think, I think, think Jesse goes there, misses a sitter, 
or does it scores a goal, does a dance, mm. and then next, misses a sitter. Off. Yeah, <laughs> and then everyone's like, look at him. And then the dance that he did, he used against him. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that A.D. Boothroyd stuff where, like, the person who got him all of his jobs is just, like, one of his best mates? You've seen all that, haven't you? No, I haven't. Do you know A.D. Boothroyd who's under 23s, under 21s, England yeah, manager? Yeah, he's done absolutely just shit. Appalling just been job. a bad manager for 15 years. Is A.D. Boothroyd on Gareth Southgate? Boothroyd. Oh, I was just checking. Uh... Yeah, same same kind of resume. Uh, but there's identical. a bloke who's pretty much hired him at all of his last four or five jobs who basically just owes him one, who keeps <laughs> getting him these big jobs. And that's what Lingard's done for Southgate. Yeah. He's just got him all his jobs because he kept him... He kept him in the under... I can't remember the game, but there was a game in the under-21. Southgate was under pressure and Jesse Lingard scored and that sort of kept him in that job. Did well for him at the World Cup. Played him out of position, don't forget. One of the best players England, for England in the World Cup. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Never came back from it, like. No. Until no. about three months ago. I know. But I think so I think there's West a soft I think there's a, a soft spot. No, yeah, <laughs> but Jesse's got that ability that like it's easy for people to get on his case. Yeah. Not us, we love him, but yeah. he's like he's that you know young lad who's is very sort of win with pop culture and all that mm. sort of stuff. And he, you know what I mean. And so the people like, who are in the mid forties, fifties, sixties, he's like he's a symbol a, of the Snapchat. Yeah, what you're doing on social media, guy. Yeah, isn't it? That's exactly. It is. So it's like an easy yeah. stick he's to be. Physical with. embodiment of anti-social media, more like. You know that kind of shite that people say on nationwide adverts for no reason. He's um, that to them. Let's ask me one final question then to wrap this up. Go on then. You've said who's going to get blamed. What are England going to do in the Euros? Fuck all. And what's that mean? First good they're team. No, just not playing. All right, okay, cool. The first good team they play, they lose to. Right, okay. I don't like these just logical answers that are probably true. Right, do you know what it is? Can't have you, you seen Portugal's get... team? It's got yes. fucking balance. It's mint. Have yeah. you seen France's team? France's yeah. second team win the Euros. France so... are the Man City of international teams at the minute, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. They've got 20, like, anywhere from in- incredible to world-class players. Yeah. Um, I do you know what Portugal's got a bit of grittiness about them, I think. Yeah. Do you know what? You're guaranteed as well if France doing it. You'll hear so many people saying about Pogba, why don't you do that for United? Why don't you do that for United? United. Um, Who does that for United? Everyone wins us the Euros or the World Cup. It's a good point though that you make about when we face a good team. When's the last time <laughs> not in a group stage match, yeah. England beat one of the top teams in in, 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 in top international team in a tournament? Nineteen sixty six. West Germany. When's the last time we did that? I would say... Be honest, not in the group stages. Because we beat France in the group stages. Cameroon in Argentina. In but they were, mate. They were sick. Oh, they were a cult hero team. They weren't fucking great. Is, have we ever done it? So this is an upsetting realisation that you've just put on me, Steve. Have England ever beaten... We're going to have to look this up now and people will know in the comments. Have England ever beaten, since 1966, one of the best... Like, you know, the big names. We beat Spain teams. in 96 on penalties, but they had a perfectly legitimate goal ruled out. They were also in the transition of a well-shit era of Spanish football. But I thought they had a decent team in that competition. Yeah, who was up front? But in yeah. the t- we hadn't, have we? Was it, Did we got exactly. It wasn't fucking Romario and Ronaldo, was it? When, when or the Spanish Argen- equivalent. When we beat Argentina, that was in the group stages, wasn't it? When yeah. Owen scored. Yeah, yeah. When well, we no. beat Holland. That well, no, four, the the four one against Holland was, was, when we went out. was um, the... That was the Beckham sorry. game. Yeah. Was the uh, group no, stages. no, the second one group where, where Beckham smashed it down the middle. Yeah, in the, the penalty. Yeah, the penalty. It was a group stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. There wasn't. So the, the last one. Is, the last one is Holland in 1990. No, it was no, a group stage game. Was it? I think so. Yeah. Well, no, Holland three, was in the group. No, in 1990 we played. Was it Belgium, Cameroon, and Germany? In um, a group. In the no, in the knockouts. You're saying in the knockouts. Yeah. We've never so, done it. Pull it up. Let's have a look. That, that's it. That's what we did in the knockouts. 
No, but I, I actually don't know the last time England played. Beat like a France, a Brazil. Yeah. A That's German. why I said Spain, Sweden. because he's the only one I can remember. Yeah, Sweden. but you're on 96 Spain. Like I said, who was up front from? Fernando Morientes. I don't fucking think so. Mm, maybe. He was yeah. good for Monaco. Um, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a, a sad realisation that if we face one of the big boys, right. we will lose to them. Yeah. That's really upsetting. And I don't think we're building a team. I know this is very England heavy today, but yeah. I don't think we're building a team that, was, that suits playing against the big teams. I think we try and control games and we're not good enough to do that. Personally. Basically, it was shit. Ooh, ooh, the, Sp- the Spain team. Yeah. You, you'll know three of the players. Yeah, uh, it's not the best. I'm not going to lie. It's not a, yeah, no. Hiero, yes. Good lad. It's good not a legendary lad. side. Here every no. day. Well, that, right. that's literally the only big team Hang on. we've got. Google England World Cup record because it'll tell you who they sort of like. Well, we know. We can remember. Oh, England, international tournament record. Okay, so I've got the World Cup ones. The World Cup, obviously, we beat Sweden. Not, not a Goliath. No, and we won in pens or extra time against Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the Brazil World Cup, we won no games. <laughs> Interesting tactic. <laughs> in the 2010 World Cup, <laughs> Interesting tactic, we, we won no knockout games. You don't like the methods because you don't understand yeah. the methods. In uh, the 2006 World Cup, we beat Ecuador. Ecuador. Sorry. In the 2002 World Cup, we beat Denmark. This is really fucking upsetting, Steve. This in, is really in 1998, we just off. lost in the round of 16 to Argentina. In 1990, we played Belgium, who weren't good at the time, not like they are now, they're sensational. I'm still saying Cameroon, Cameroon me. That's me. If you go and find what the coefficient of Cameroon was at the time. They were mint. Um, they beat Argentina. I was joking mate. when I said 1966... But it was. This is so fucking upset. It was actually, Portugal was a very good team in 1966 and I don't know about Argentina, but we beat Argentina in a quarterfinal. We beat Portugal in a, in a semi and we beat West Germany in a final. That was the last time England played and won a good team. Certainly in the World Cup, the Euros may be different. Okay. Right, so we got the Euros now. Obviously, uh, that's this year's Euros fixtures. Um... The last Euros, let's have a look. So 2016, obviously we came second to Wales. We lost to Iceland. We don't need to worry about that. And we lost to Iceland. So no is the answer on that front. In the... uh, 2012 Euros. 2012. That was a disaster. We didn't qualify for 04. And then we got Euro 2000 where we lost to Romania. Um, 96, we know what happened there. So I'm going to go back here. Like... I feel sick. What, right, what's so happened here is the entire English national team's record has been pulled out from underneath me. So Euro 2012, we played Italy in the quarterfinals and, and lost. lost. Right. I joked when I said 1966. I actually, we might be talking about nice. So Portugal uh, in 04, lost. lost. Steve, what's happening? I think we've just realised how shit. What about nineteen seventy? We, we didn't get any? out of the group in two thousand. Ninety six. So here's the one that's up for debate potentially. We beat Spain. Yeah, on but you're penalties. Not having, you're but not having that. No, and there was a shit Spain team. It's not even that for me. It's the fact that we sort of got away with it because I'm pretty sure Spain had a perfectly good goal disallowed. Um, Ninety two. We came rock bottom of the group without winning a game. That nil nil against France though was epic. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest in, with you, I've still uh, spoken about to this day. 
In Euro 88, great one. Oh, we didn't, we didn't, we lost them all, didn't we? Three out of three. <laughs> yes. We had Russia, um, the Netherlands, and um, Republic, Republic of Ireland. Ireland. Yes, I vaguely and remember when, it. Uh, 0 for 3, Joe. Joe Joe's, Joe's reliving them all here. All I remember from that is Robbo scoring. 1980, we didn't get out of the group. Right, stop now. Wait, wait, stop wait. Stop this. Wait, 68. So if we didn't beat anyone in 68, 66 was the last time that we won a knockout game against a good team. Right, and in 68, we got Yugoslavia. And lost. Right, that's it. Can I just so, say as well, just uh, uh, as, an, as an aside, in 68, <laughs> that Italy went through against the Soviet Union on a, t- on a coin toss. So that's how <laughs> seriously they were taking we that sort of win a coin toss. Hey, do you know right. what I mean? So, for so the last time England won a, a legitimately competitive big match in knockout football was the year we fucking won it in England in 66. That is astonishing. I mean, and genuinely upset. And like, anyone who's watched England, I know some, a lot of our fans aren't English, so forgive us for all this conversation. Just, just keep laughing. But anyone who's been watching England over the last 25 years-ish, bit less, 30 years, 35 years, will know... 45. Will know we've not been very good. I've never seen anyone put it together like that. I've never noticed that and actually gone back... You can maybe say Spain, but there wasn't a great Spain team, and we and we were looking. We should to have beat lost, them. and we won on penalties. Yeah. And they weren't a very good. You know, it's not the Spain team of today. England haven't beaten a top team in knockout tournament in fifty-five years. Joe, put it this way: my dad was six. That's absolutely my awful. Dad was six as well. That yeah. is awful. Every yeah. time we faced a big boy, a big team in any competition, we've lost to him. <laughs> what the fuck? Bigger boys. <laughs> We're the home of football. Bring it home. Football's coming home. We're shit. Even what the, the fuck? Well, tournaments that we lord over, that we go like, you know, Euro 96. Yeah. Mint. It's like we drew with Switzerland. We got pretty lucky again. I know Gaza scored that one goal, but against Scotland, they miss a pen and we go down the other end and score. We Spain, twatted, we, we, we twatted Holland. We twatted Holland. But but other Holland than that, have got this weird thing. It's a very small nation it that loves weird. its football and occasionally implodes like you've never seen I a get, team to be implode fair, ever. That, Performance against Holland is probably the best England performance but I've it, ever seen. But it, for clarity, for anyone who doesn't know, it was a group stage match. Mm. So that's the end of that conversation. England aren't winning the Euros. For anyone who thought we might, this, as soon as we face a good team, France, Belgium, Spain, Italy, Croatia, if if Italy even qualify, Croatia, Croatia, you know, any of them lot, or in that case, Yugoslavia, <laughs> um, we'll lose. So Nations that no longer much. exist have beaten thank, us. Thanks for watching. Any confidence you may have had going into the Euros, fuck that right off. I think that's the, the, the motto of today's podcast, isn't it? Do you, want to, do you want to take us out, Jay, while I just contemplate everything I've ever thought about the England national team? Um, if you're expecting loads of England content over the summer, don't come to us. Uh, we, we will be doing some Twitch watch-alongs for other games, though. We'll be doing having a bit of a laugh over in there, so go make sure you go and check that out. Um, we've got some stuff coming up as well. We've got the season reviews and all that sort of jazz. Um, McCullough's going to be down here later on as well this week, so we'll be having Housen and McCullough, um, and me and Joel will be doing transfers live. I think Housen's doing a transfers live, are you? I don't know. Is that next he week? is. He is. Coming right. up soon, anyway. He is coming up soon. Mac is going to be doing one. The gang's all going to be doing that because it's transfers, 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 in it now? So we'll be all over that stuff. Um, don't forget as well, if you're not doing to check everyone out on socials, you know where we all are. And hit like, share, and subscribe. This has been the Paddock Podcast. Thanks for watching. Podcast Network.